Welcome to Millionaire Moms, a space where we know it's not about being a millionaire or a mom, but about revealing the brilliance within our hearts to claim our worth and design lives we absolutely love. Together, we'll geek out on research, share authentic stories, and use those stories to inspire clarity, courage, and commitment in our lives. It's not what we do that matters. It's who we become in the journey of living fully and expressing our hearts. I'm on a journey learning to design my business and life with greater heart, and I want to invite you along the adventure. This week, we're going to talk about feeling. And boy, that's a tough one. I don't know about you, but I end up in a tug of war between my mind and my heart. My mind loves logic. I love spreadsheets. I love analysis. I even get myself into analysis paralysis, if we're being real honest. Yet, as I learn to lean into my heart space and I invite God to say, God, show me who you are. Help me feel your divine direction for my life. That's a totally different way to be. And I came across a sermon that said, however we feel is how we act. And there was scripture around inclining our hearts. And the pastor said, I act upon my attitude and I incline my heart. Notice that doesn't say recline and relax. It says incline, meaning we have to up, we have to incline, like if you picture a chair, building itself up from that reclined state that we wake in in the morning to incline our hearts. And he invited us to set our heart in the direction of heaven and asked us to question, is your heart set in a divine direction? For me, the answer is not usually. And thank goodness, as the sermon continued, he said the default position of our hearts is discouragement, despair, and dysfunction. And that invited us to take charge of our heart and to guard that space. And I don't think he meant guard it from a place of protection like I used to do, right? The pains of the world will cause us to build little walls, to start forming a narrative. Neuroscience helps us understand that. Our brains love patterns. And so when we see patterns towards threat or despair, we guard against those. We deter from them. Yet also what's really powerful is when we look at what is, we start to attract that in our lives. Wayne Dyer teaches us, That if you put your thoughts on what is, you will attract what is into your life. So think about that. If we're putting our, if we're guarding our hearts and trying to protect against negativity and the negativity bias that's alive and real in this world, that we're guarded and we're putting our thoughts, attracting just that into our lives. And so he invites us, Wayne said, Take your attention off of what is and onto what you want to attract. Attract the energy from outside of yourself to cooperate and collaborate with you. And I just recently got back from a gratitude getaway at a gorgeous mountain cabin and the creek, the sounds of the creek, the wind rushing through the aspen trees, sitting and being present and listening. I was attracting energy from outside of myself. And I want you to think about where can you position yourself to attract that energy so that you can manifest whatever it is that you want in your business and your life. 
I've been praying for this and praying for this and praying for this and recently went on a psychedelic journey to actually open up my mind, downgrading the default mode network so that other parts of my brain could create and communicate with one another. And heart opening was a big part of intention setting in the weeks preparing for that journey. And so I want to invite you to think about how can you downgrade your default mode network? What are some of the things you can do to still the ego? The ego is responding all the time to the circumstances of our lives. My ego wants me to go back to corporate and get the high-powered job and the big paycheck and buy the next fancy house, put maybe a few more horses in the yard, maybe a new Porsche in the garage. That's all ego. Those things don't matter to me. What matters to me as I look at how I've been living my life since last July, I'm like June, July, it was July when I fell off the horse and got a concussion and dislocated my hip. So sometimes God has to really knock me down to teach me lessons. And that lesson taught me peaceful productivity. And I started to learn that my ego doesn't need to be in control. That post-it note filled with action items that I love checking off doesn't have to be in the driver's seat determining my worth and my worthiness. That that is within me. It's within my heart. And I want to invite you again to set your heart in divine direction. That our default position is discouragement, despair, and dysfunction. And you look at this world. You know we talk math in this podcast. So draw a normal distribution curve. And whatever it is that's a challenge you're facing. For me right now, it's cancer recurrence. It's should I relocate? Is the $7,000 mortgage worth it? Do we really need a horse in the yard and acreage that's a lot of work to manage? What else is possible? My daughter was recently discriminated against so badly that I pulled her from school and now we do school at home and online using programs from around the world. I've been dreaming of running my business from my laptop for seven years and I'm finally getting to do it. We literally now can live anywhere. And I feel so much anxiety and stress about that because you, I, I love water and the beach. So I've scoured the entire coastlines of America, exploring places I never thought I'd live and places I didn't even know had beautiful beaches like Alabama and the panhandle of Florida. Who knew? As a California girl, I know the best beaches or so I thought. And I've opened my mind and seen gorgeous places and spaces and then I felt like Colorado is my home. This is where I belong. And I realized there's water here too. Yet country life has me recognizing I don't want to live on top of everybody else on a block where the houses look the same and I can't tell which one's mine. I enjoy a unique property. I enjoy acreage and the beauty and slowness of the country. I enjoy country people and the fact that they don't get caught in the hustle and grind, that they spend more time in nature and you can feel it in their heart and soul. They love God and they treat their neighbors and each other differently. So I've discovered all these things that I love in my heart and now I'm perfectly positioned to align with the divine and you wanna know what I'm doing? Since we get authentic here, I'm battling myself. 
I'm finding myself in this tug of war where my mind says, no, it should be hard. And it's not saying that out loud and intentionally, right? It's, I notice it in my patterns of behavior. I notice it when I take a peek at LinkedIn or Indeed and think about going back to corporate. And I notice it when I pay attention to my intuition. My intuition says, play full throttle with your business. You can live differently. Airbnb can make you money where you don't pay for your mortgage. You can live where your mortgage doesn't define you and drive you. And that is a scary place for a high-performing achiever. I love to achieve. I love to perform. I love to make my teachers happy, my bosses happy, my parents happy, everybody around me happy. And my coach asked me, what if this is the time to put yourself first? What do you want? If this next chapter was everything you want, what do you want that to be? As a mom, as a caretaker, as a high achiever and pleaser, I had a hard time answering that question, to be completely honest. And at first I thought about different types of homes, homes that would be lower maintenance. And then I thought about how much I love acreage and how I could have a lot of smaller homes, like with writer's retreats and Airbnbs, locations that are desirable. So I started looking more at desirability. And then again, I was feeling like, gosh, I'm pulling into the patterns of this world and what others want. What do I want? Let me feel into that. And I'm struggling. It's so amazing to me that I know how to think and I know how to act. But feeling and listening to my heart are skills that are so incredibly difficult for me to develop. So I would love to know, what skills do you have that help you do that? For me, I explored psilocybin and opened my mind using a psychedelic journey. That was very helpful to me. And I mainly only opened my mind to that because of how much the fear of cancer recurrence was eating away at my days. And I thought, I cannot live like this anymore. And I came across research from Yale, from Johns Hopkins, from Michael Pollan. And I thought, I'll give it a shot. What do I got to lose? It's a little crazy living in the fear of cancer recurrence. I was told um, that it's like living with a gun held to your head, waiting for the trigger to be pulled. And when I heard those words, it brought me so much peace because I thought that's how I'm living. And I know a bit about anxiety. I know better than to scroll and sit and listen to the negative narrative. So this has come from within my own mind and I knew I had to solve it from within my mind. I was raised pretty anti-drug with all the, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs campaigns. And I did not want to, I was so resistive. I did not want to go there. And I finally thought, I heard some divine guidance from a perfectly positioned man in my life who said, What if you could do it faster? What if you could do it with less work? What if all of the efforts you're putting into neuro-linguistic programming and cognitive behavioral therapy could be done and achieved in three to five hours? And I thought, ooh, little Miss Efficiency loved that thought. So I gave it a shot. And I'm excited to continue processing the lessons that I've learned and share them with you at a future date. I would love to hear from you if you've tried 
psychedelic journey before with great intention. I've noticed that the people that I've met in this journey, they're wicked smart. They're not like the druggy hippies of the 60s who, you know, I have only seen in TV and movies. And I thought, they're just escaping their lives. They're not responsible. And wow, I was wrong about that. And so I want to invite you this week to think about what have you been wrong about? And if you opened your mind to any possibility, what could be possible for you? I've had the realization as I kind of come full circle back to my big intention was prevent cancer, invite abundance. And as I welcome that, I have, I interestingly went to kind of this fear-based independent place when, and I noticed when I'm governed by fear, when fear is what's guiding my heart, I become independent. I put my walls up, I put my head down and I get to work. And I realized there's no joy in that space, ladies. And instead, when I open my heart and I get out of that default positioning of discouragement, despair, and dysfunction, and I take charge of my heart and I say, I know I want to be aligned with God's divine direction for my life. I have to set my heart on that direction. So maybe it's a little less about your mindset. Once you've set your mind, woo, ladies, this one's big. I didn't even have this in my notes or in my prayers. It's coming to me right now. It's heart set. Is ooh, and I just got my right leg tingle. I feel you, Lord. I get this amazing right leg tingle from my right hip to my right ankle when I'm in alignment with God. I've never had that before. In fact, I strayed from God due to church and religion and went on my own journey and claimed I was spiritual until my daughter invited me to go back to church. And so I've been asking God, help me know you, help me know you. I'm confused. And I've realized it's my own journey and God keeps showing me. So our heart set is what we have to focus on. Are you feeling your way into the world or are you thinking your way through it? And this week, I want to invite you to do just that. Join me. I'm getting ready to go to Florida later this afternoon, and we're going to be touring Wellington. And my daughter, for those of you who know me, you know my daughter loves horses. And her desire to jump horses over big poles is what helped me discover what was possible within me as a mom. And that's why this podcast is titled Millionaire Moms, because it's possible for us to claim millionaire. It's possible for us to be the best moms, the moms that don't feel all the mom guilt, that aren't the bad moms. We're amazing moms. We're magnificent moms. And that's who God made us to be. But we have to set our hearts in a divine direction. Because when we wake up each day, if you're like me, you wake up and go, oh, I have so much to do today. I better fly out of bed and let's roll. And we weren't meant to live at 150 miles an hour. I know that. It took cancer to slow me down and to bring me into that space of deep intuitive knowing. And I hope it doesn't take that for you. If I can be a guide, if my story can be a light, that's my greatest wish. And if someone comes to mind as you're listening to this, who you know in your heart needs to slow down, who needs to set their heart in a divine direction, because they're getting in their own way, their head's in the way, I invite you to share this with them because God works through people. That divine energy in this universe works through people. So when someone's tugging at your mind, 
or tugging at your heart. It means share. It means reach out. It means send a positive, uplifting note. Be delightful. So this week, I want to invite you to take charge of your heart. Set your heart in that divine direction. Recognize when you're in that reclined position of discouragement, despair, and dysfunction and align to the inclined heart. The inclined heart is aligned with the divine power of this universe. So with that, brilliant beauties, I want to invite you to go out and shine your love and light into this world. If you feel inspired, called, driven to create a mission and impact-driven business or make courageous career change using a family-first, high-performance, heart-set strategy, I invite you to join Warrior Women's Society at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash one warrior woman. That's the number one warrior woman. You can also learn more about me, your host, Dr. J at drj.com. That's drje.com. I will note my website is under construction. I have an amazing tech team right now preparing for a live launch that I'll be doing in October. You can hear all the details, stay in the know, prepare to open your heart so that you may live fully, lead courageously, and design your life with great intention. So with that, go out and shine your love and light into this world, warriors. I'll see you next week.